because it's an insane argument. No, look at the parenting in both films. Oh, my God. For those of you just joining us, uh, Emily and I are having a discussion. You can also hear her full one-sided argument on her podcast, Tasteless, <laughs> but she's saying that uh, Striptease is a better parenting movie than Mrs. Doubtfire. Better to watch with your children, better morals. Definitely not better to watch with yes. the children. If you're choosing between them. Doesn't Burt Reynolds offer to shave her vagina in Striptease? I don't remember. I do know he has sex with a handful of lint. And okay. I felt bad releasing the episode right after his death, but it was already recorded. <laughs> I bet he didn't feel bad releasing anything. <laughs> I saw a pile of lint today uh, outside your house on the street, and I had a flashback. Um, when you say things like that, when you say things like, that's a better movie than Mrs. Doubtfire, it makes me question your ability to perform everyday tasks <laughs> and be in my home. Don't you want me to have an outlet for my incorrect opinions and then bring my my A-game right here? Is that the way it works? That sounds like a real male argument. Like, I need an outlet for my fucking, well, that way I can come into work and not shoot up the place. Because it's just me only saying what I believe by myself. I get all that out there. Just and then you. I come in and I'm like, yes, Eliza. Okay, Eliza. Yeah, I guess I'd prefer it that way. <laughs> versus you just shooting off rounds of opinions. I would like you to rewatch Mrs. Doubtfire. I would like you to. When's the last time you watched it? Who cares? I'm not going to rewatch it so I can just know that I'm even more right about this weird debate. He, ugh. <laughs> you looked so hurt. You're like, okay, I was trying to. Well, you don't like to watch films. That is true. Okay. Right. Welcome to Ask Eliza Anything, the podcast where we, where we tell you what to think. I'm trying to think of a better log line. Um, I still like the podcast with opinions. I'll just take it from my last podcast that was ripped from my breast, <laughs> from my clutches. This is a podcast where we take to the streets, we take to the crowds, we take to the audience, we ask you, what are your questions? And we try to give you, by we, me, some advice, a take, a comedic take, a hot take. I'm not a qualified licensed therapist, but I'm probably one of the smarter people you know. Because <laughs> most people are idiots. So it's not setting the bar super high, just high enough that you're impressed when I use words like ubiquitous. Like, oh, she's a reader. No, just know a couple things. All you got to do is know a couple things, and people will give you the keys to their homes. <laughs> I have a key to your home. There you go. And you're, I think you're smart. Mine is that one argument. Uh, with me, as always, is my stalwart assistant covered in warts from bathroom stalls. Sorry. Bathroom stalls? A baby arm. Well, I said stalwart. Oh. Uh, we've got a baby arm. We've got a lamb. And we've got Scott on the ones and twos. Just he's. You guys can't say he's just the uh, sound guy. Let's get it cracking. Okay. Fire when Ready. Oh, boy. Okay. Beta709 says, how to tell the guy you know is a friend that he is clearly into you. You are trying to be nice because he is good to talk to, but it gets on your nerves that you are not interested in a relationship with him and he keeps messaging you and shit. So many commas. Whew. So many. Can I read that whole thing? How to? First of all, that's a weird way to start a question. How to tell the guy you know is a friend, comma, that he's clearly into you, comma, this is... A poorly constructed sentence. You uh, are trying to be nice, comma, but he is good to talk to, comma, but it gets on your nerves so you're not interested in a relationship with him and he keeps messaging you and shit. Okay, so this is all about, I don't know why people come to me for, like, love advice, but I can. I am really good at being honest because I will tell you this. I, in my dating days, in my horsey days, uh, I found myself a couple times, like, I've decided to go out to date some guy and there's another guy I'd, like, gone out with once or twice the best thing you can do, look, people are not always going to like honesty, but at least you can say, I didn't play any games and I was honest. And there have been a couple times where I've called a guy or texted him and been like, hey, 
I just wanted to be honest with you. If you start sentences with that or when you say to people, I just wanted to respect your time. You know, if you let them know up front what your intentions are, then they can never be like, yeah, I just want her to be honest. So if you start with, I just want to be honest with you, um, and I've done this. I was like, I think you're really fun. I was having fun. I've started dating someone else, and that relationship has kind of progressed. So I didn't want to string you along, and I just, you know, I thought you are really cool, and I, I wouldn't want to jerk you around. Every time the guy that I've let down has been like, thank you so much for saying that. Please call me if you're ever free. And I'm like, I will. So I've got like eight dudes in the last six years locked and loaded, so watch out. Smokey Husky. <laughs> so you say, would you— what is it? How to tell the guy you know is a friend. So she's saying he's clearly into you. You're trying to be nice, but he's good to talk to. Look, there are plenty of people that are good to talk to. Blanche is good to talk to. You don't need another friend. Can men and women be friends? Absolutely. You don't need to keep him around. You have to you have to cut him loose. And if you lose that bit of friendship, oh, well, that's the sacrifice you make. Otherwise, you're the girl that strung him along. So you have to just be honest And what will happen is, because I had this one time, a guy hit on me, and I ignored it, and then he, like, followed up, and I was like, I have to be honest, like, I'm not into this, and he was, like, so aggressive back, because I'd hurt his feelings, Uh, never underestimate the male ego, or a psycho bitch ego, like, there's, it can go either way. Female comic says psycho bitch shames women in the process, turns back the hands of time and feminism. Uh, and he got so upset and he was like, why would you think I was hitting on you? I wasn't. I'm like, okay, you followed up 24 hours later. I really don't want, and we just like got into it. And that's the price I paid for being honest and not allowing him to hit on me. So you just be honest, be like, I'm, you don't, you can do the whole, I'm not dating one at this time, which is code for like, I think you're ugly. (laughs) But if you're friends with him and you're not interested, just be like, I'm sorry. Um, I just don't think. Like, I'm just not as into this. I'm. This is not a match. I'm seeing someone. You can lie. Whatever. And then unfriend the person. Or just stop checking the messages. You have to ask yourself, how much do I need this attention? I get people that DM me all the time, usually in foreign countries, like, hello, miss. And I'm like, do I need this? No. So is it something about you where you need the attention? Or can you just cut it off and live with that? And hopefully he'll be like, cool, I really like you as a friend. Da, da, da. And, and that lie can progress. But you have to be honest. You have to just say it. Otherwise, you are part of the problem. You always get these guys that call women crazy, and it's like, but aren't you still calling her? I had a friend who was dating a girl, and she confided in me that she was, like, obsessed with him. And she's like, I think I'm going to fake being pregnant. And I called him, and I was like, you have to stop sleeping with her. He's like, what? It's fun. And I'm like, you are killing her. Like, she loves you, and you're being selfish. So it's all about being selfish. Wow. That friend works in the building across the street. Okay. Oh, boy. I can wave to him from this office. <laughs> it actually brought he and I closer together. So oh, that you I got were. a best friend out of the deal. That yeah. you were snitching. I was helping. I know. You made the right call. For sure. Right call. Don't <laughs> threaten being pregnant. No. And le- what are you, like, Kelly Kapoor from The Office? Like, don't be a maniac. <laughs> I will kill myself. Oh, that's a good Kelly. I watch a lot of The Office. I will kill myself, Ryan. Right here, right now. Cosmo said so. Right? That's really good, actually. Well, that'd be really great if it was like 2002 and I was auditioning for SNL. (laughs) (laughs) And you just had that as your impression. I can do one of the tertiary characters on The Office. Like one of the quiet ones? No, that's Oh, me. Oh, I thought you were going to do it. Kevin Malone. (laughs) I'll do the whole cast. Okay. All right. (laughs) I watch it almost every night. Oh, boy. Okay. Summer. The best time of year usually doesn't come with a great deal. 
Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. The legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner. Mixed with blue agave nectar, real lime juice, and cane sugar for the perfect balance of sweet, salty, and sour every time. Discover legendary taste with Cayman Jack, America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago, Illinois. Hadley Marshall asks, does Blanche have a boyfriend? What is with these questions? No. And you know why? Not because she's a dog, because she's a lesbian. Okay? That's it. That's why. My dog, I have raised an old, strong meat torpedo of a lesbian dog. She doesn't fuck around. She, listen to me, my dog is the sweetest dog. If you've been to a show, you can pet her, take pictures. She never bites or growls at people, but she will fuck up your dog if your dog looks at her sideways. Blanche is the first one to nip at, like, a like a service animal. She's the first one to growl at, like, a Yorkie or, like, try to, you know. Sometimes if a dog is, like, a pit bull, she's like, I want nothing to do with it. But she is, like, a scrappy old broad that, like, doesn't give a fuck because she lost her first husband in the war. Well, she doesn't. We don't yeah. know how she's going to react. When people come up to me when I'm with her and they're like, oh, my dog's so friendly. It's fine. They'll be fine. I'm like, my dog isn't. We got to go. We got to go. What was so? What's Sophia Vergara's? Name in, 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 not instant family. Modern family. Modern family. Gloria. Gloria. My dog has Gloria syndrome. And it's that <laughs> hot girl syndrome where you're so hot, you've been able to spout off at the mouth your whole life and no one's ever put you in check because you're hot. Yeah. That's what she has. Like Gloria, like the stuff that she says on that show, normal people would get knocked out. Yeah. And they'd be like, I'm sorry, you're going to judge. She's like, but because I am beautiful. And that is Blanche, who also <laughs> sounds like that because she's half chihuahua. She's beautiful, so she gets away with it. And you're like, oh, I didn't realize something so beautiful could be so terrifying to other animals. Um, <laughs> so that's it. And this is not about disciplining your dog. Like, she's too old to be disciplined. And she has maybe one tooth. She has one tooth. I also say to people, my dog has no teeth. She's not going to hurt your dog. That being said, she almost killed my friend Elon's Yorkie the other night. So I'm not trying to talk shit on you, Blanche. She's the sweetest woman in the world. Just don't cross her on a Tuesday. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like a weird religious thing? Don't Get the devil out. out of you on a Tuesday. <laughs> Toothless. <laughs> Continuing the dog train. Oh, great. I know this is your favorite topic. Jump on it. DK underscore Esquire. What would you do if you meet someone you have great chemistry with, there's potential, but then they drop the I'm not a dog person bomb? Deal breaker? Okay. We got to stop with this. We have to stop being... Here's the thing. There's no way... You're so hot and perfect that you can discount people based on tiny criteria. When you're dating, you're looking for broad strokes. We're looking for, do they have similar values? Do they live in the same city? Are they somewhat attractive? Are they missing the front tooth? To get, I'm not a dog person. The people that say that are ignorant. People that say they like dogs, I don't like cats, whatever. What the fuck are you talking about? You're telling me if you weren't allergic and you met a cat that was very sweet, you would kick it, you'd punt it into the ocean. 
So you, you're telling me what would you do if you meet someone, great chemistry, which is all you can ever ask for, and there's potential, I'm not a dog person. You fucking, like a dog, you take their face and you shove them into a dog <laughs> and you say, no, enjoy this dog. People who don't like dogs are sociopaths, but that's also she, she might just mean, or he might just mean, because I prefer cats, but probably wouldn't kick a dog to the curb. That being said, like someone says it, so what? How many dogs do you have, DK Esquire, that, like, it runs your life? Like, do you run a dog daycare center? Are you a dog groomer? No, you're just a person. That's like me being like, I don't love action movies. Someone's like, well, then we can't ever. So, works a lot better if you're Well, laughing. I think the concern, because I think the concern Deal is. Deal breaker. Like, well, you're the king of Shiva. you have a dog and somebody is perfect, but they're like, I don't like that. I'd You're be not like, gonna get rid of Blanche. No, but in true me bye. style, I'd be like, "Oh, but you you'll like this dog." Okay. It's like the people that are like, "No, I don't like female comic, but I like you." I'm like, no, you like good comedy, and somewhere along the way, you were told that female comics aren't funny. But there are plenty of male comics who aren't funny. But we're not looking at that sample size. So, deal breaker. So you should give this person a chance to meet your dog. Yeah, is the advice. because here's the thing: all they have to do is like your dog, just like all they have to do is like your penis. So it's a, such a small set of things that you have to like. Like, I don't love pasta, but I will make it. I will eat it if Smokey Husky cooks it. I'm not a pasta what? lover, Who and that wasn't a deal breaker. Pasta? What it's, are you talking it makes about? You, it makes you fat, and it slows you down, and I don't love it. I, I threw up spaghetti once when I was a kid, and it stuck oh, with right, me. right, right, right. Okay. It's not something I crave because it's not something I grew up eating. And I told that to him, much like the dog. I'm not a pasta person. And and somehow we still found our way to the altar. He doesn't have a, a baby pet pasta that he, he takes loves, everywhere with him. He loves it, and he talks about it all the time. Like, it's like his friend that I won't let him see. <laughs> like, I would love pasta. I'm like, you can have it. I don't need to. I think he thinks we have to eat the same thing all the time. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you can have it. <laughs> so so that's it. Don't be so high on your horse. Oh, boy. Hashtag right. who's the baby. Blanche is the baby. Blanche is the baby. Toothless baby. Who will rip another baby's throat out. Right out. Tracheotomy (laughs) at no cost. The concern for me with Blanche is not that she'll rip the other dog's throat, but she'll make the first move and they will defend themselves with their full set of teeth. That is what I always say when somebody has like a big dog, not like a golden retriever, but we're talking like a big dog that can be aggressive. I've never seen a golden retriever be aggressive. Like a German Shepherd or something or a pit bull, female comic, shames pit bull owners, but like a dog that has a jaw made of steel. And you're like, oh, my dog's a big sweetie. I'm like, I totally believe it, but they're still animals. Yeah. And on the off chance that my dog smells something and snips at your dog because she's an animal and your dog retaliates, right. your dog will kill my dog. So let's keep the big dogs and little dogs separate. <laughs> Unless they know each other. Unless it's like a Great Dane. He's like, oh, I'm a big goof. I can be tamed. <laughs> I like how big dogs get so sad when little dogs nip at them. Well, there's that dog that walks around in your neighborhood that the woman yells at it oh like my it's God. a human. That should be my bottom of the cob. There's a woman <laughs> in my neighborhood who, like, lectures her dog and disciplines her dog <laughs> in a way a as a child or a husband that's just been castrated. She's, and I don't know if she's doing it, like, when parents, like, 
are super verbal with their kids around other people to show that they're actively parenting. Right. Because I always keep Blanche on the other side of the street because she's that, a maniac. Dog, that dog is so interested. And she's like, no, we're not going to do this today. And I'm like, Blanche, let's go. It's like a regular dog. It's like if you looked up dog, you'd see her dog. It's like yeah. a golden retriever. I've said golden retriever so many times <laughs> on this podcast. It's just like a regular big dog. And it's on a walk. Like yeah. the walk is your time to sniff everything, look at a yeah. dead bird. And she's got her. She's one of those women that wears the fanny pack in the back, like a serious runner. Uh-huh. And she, it's not no. Like if Blanche goes up to something, I'll be like, no, come on, come on, Blanche. Mm-hmm. And with her, she's like, Travis, Travis, <laughs> we talked about this. No, I told you no. What are you doing? And it's that like shrill. And you're just like, lady, like give it a rest. I, I, I hate to be like, oh, you're shaming another woman. You need to stop shaming your dog. I feel so bad for that dog because the dog will turn to look at Blanche and Blanche is like, stay focused. (laughs) Roy, Trevor. (laughs) Blanche really throws him off his game and then he gets just a dog. Your dog is taking in so many senses and so much stimuli on the ground level. Let him have a beat. (laughs) He's just on his walk. He doesn't get one. (laughs) Gotta lose this winter weight. Let's go. Let's go, Thomas. That's her. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know who she is, but I, I can hear her parenting her canine in from your my house. Home, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> Scott. Sorry. <laughs> Rigby. Okay. She's one of those people that gives her dog like a real human name. Like I mean, this is Drew. Your dog is named Blanche. But that's a cute, that's a funny name. Drew would be a great dog name, actually. Albert. <laughs> this is my dog, Mike. I'm a fucking psychopath. <laughs> You know what? I bet there's not a dog named as Josh. <laughs> I don't know. Steve. <laughs> That's funny. Blanche's name was Alaska when I got her. Oh, yeah. And I was like, there is nothing outdoorsy or cold weather oriented or rustic about this dog. She does love salmon, though. I mean, I have a dog uh, at my parents' house named August. That is the month when the shelter found her. Oy. And my parents were just like, all right. It's one step above, like, 23-B. Right. It was like, okay, fine. Welcome to Dog Talk. Yep. We're your two-dog lady. <laughs> we're talking about what's the best man. Okay. All right. Back all to right, the humans. All right. Ollie underscore Watchmen wants to know, how do you meet your best friend's boyfriend for the first time? She's a girl, by the way. There's a lot of questions from women about relationships. Look, what do you mean how? You bring him, you bring an axe and you run at her full force. How do you meet her? You just go. There's that, you know, underlying competition thing, that, that competitive thing. Like, because you're, the subtext of that is like, she's hot and he wants to fuck her and they're still friends, but we're boyfriend and girlfriend. It is a tough thing when people are friends because when you're the girlfriend or the wife or the whatever, a lot of times they're like, I met Smokey Husky. We are not friends. We are husband and wife. Like, mm-hmm. we were not buddies for years, and then it developed. So there's not—you don't have that foundation. Mm-hmm. So you're coming into it as, you know, someone this person sleeps with and has a connection with. But if you weren't sleeping together, maybe he did sleep with his friend. The point is, she has nothing to do with you. You go in, you be super sweet and charming and funny, at the very least, so that if she's a bitch later— well, no, this person is meeting their female best friend's boyfriend. Oh, I'm so sorry. You're absolutely right. <laughs> uh, that was great advice, too. What is this? She's a girl, by the way. So I mean, I her guess best friend. So it's it's probably two girls. I don't Ollie Watchman could be, I don't know. Their best friend has a boyfriend that they're going to have to meet. What is the, what, you just meet him. You don't have to fuck him. You just meet him. Mm. You be cool. He wants to, he wants you to like him unless he's a turd. 
I hate the guys like, I don't care if friends like me. Like, well, yeah. you should. Uh, assuming you're both chemically balanced, nice people, you just meet him. You don't have to, like, think he's the best ever. The question is, is he good for your friend? Is he nice to her? Does he treat her well? That's it. Can That's you it. comment on that? Like, are you allowed to be like, hey, he was a You can. By the way, only in movies is it like, I can't say anything. It's her boyfriend. She won't believe me. I do have a friend who's in, like, a garbage relationship. And I all the time, I'm like, he's a piece of shit. No one likes him. Because it's gotten to that point. There are people where I meet their significant other and I'm like, meh. But that's not my place to be like, they were whatever. Yeah, you're not going to say a meh. I will tell somebody if their boyfriend is garbage. It also doesn't matter. Like, it just doesn't. As long as he's nice to her and they're happy, you're not the one dating him. She's not trying. She's not asking you to meet him so that you guys can see if you want to have sex. I don't like, though, when somebody is nice to, like, the boyfriend is nice to the girl, but rude to everybody else. Like, rude to waitstaff, rude to the friends. Well, then you can say, like, hey, I noticed this about him. And if your friend is your friend... She'll take that into consideration. Yeah. She won't be like, you hurt. No, I love I love him. I love Troy. And you're hurting my feelings. And I love him. It sounds like very young people questions. You're going to meet him. It's fine. You'll go see a movie. He'll ask you some questions about your job. You'll pretend that it's cool. But you don't have to be that close with him. Like, I go, it's a kind of a trade-off. Like, I go out with my husband and his friends. And their wives and girlfriends are, are cool. And we talk. But, like, it's okay that we're not. BFF at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it happens that way. It's fine. They're cool. So, barring that the guy's not a raging asshole, all you have to do is tolerate him for a hamburger. <laughs> and then just see him at birthdays and weddings and christenings and bar mitzvahs. I'm assuming it's a mixed religion uh, <laughs> okay. relationship. I'm just trying to include everything. All right. So that's it. Super easy. You don't have to love the guy. It it will suck, though, if he's super hot. Then you're going to have to look at that hot dude and be like, why isn't it me? I one time, though, had a friend who had the nicest, most attractive boyfriend. They're now married. Most attractive. Not most attractive, but very attractive, very nice. But they were so perfect. I was like, that's great. Yeah. I was like, this is a perfect match. My friend Mary Louise is stunning, and her fiancé... Is also stunning. Mm -hmm. And it's almost comical. (laughs) Like we were joking. Like you guys are so angular. Like you're just going to give birth to a rhombus. Like your kid's just going to come out a pointy shape. (laughs) Because they're just both so good looking. And you look at them. You're like, yep. Because you're both too good looking. You have to be with each other because it's too much. Because you're both so perfect. So I I enjoy that. What sucks is when, I don't know, you see someone and you're like, oh, that like dudes get pissed. Like that chick's too hot for him. You seldom hear he's too hot for her it unless you're looking at someone I It doesn't happen that often. It's usually, especially in the South, uh, oh. it's a lot of very attractive women. Yeah. Like, guys, like, at my college, guys were already balding and already had beer bellies, and they were dating, like, full-on, like, uh, Miss USA contestants. That's because women really do, we do value personality. And especially at that age, like, some guy just, like, calls you a piece of shit. You're like, I love him. Because <laughs> uh, I've dated some, like, total psychopaths. Uh, but I do, I, the audiences, I go all over the country, Midwest, South, and I've noticed a lot of times it can go either way outside of major cities. I will see gorgeous women with like, he's hideous, but he's in vineyard vines and he treats her really well. Or I have seen like super hot dudes with girls that are just kind of comely and just kind of like, yeah, this is it. I never see that. I see a lot of it. 
Uh, I'm not trying to throw anyone out under on the bus. The Scott and Megan. No, I don't know. I keep <laughs> saying Scott. It's not you. It's a go-to name. Our sound engineer's name is Scott. I just think it's like the perfect guy name. Um, takes all types and good for them. Okay. <laughs> but sometimes I'll see that and I'll be like, dude, that dude is so hot because he's like in the military. He works out every day. And she's like, I found him in a pumpkin patch. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Female comic shames the looks of another couple. It's like everything I say, I'm just afraid some 20-year-old blogger is going to just set my world on fire because I hurt her feelings. Go on. All right. RGD Testa wants to know, what should I name my first child? No, I crossed that question out. (laughs) Bliptar, because it might be a cyborg. Bliptar 7. Bliptar 7. Okay, perfect. Is your first child a dog? Name it Drew. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You know what? Give your kid my whole life I wanted a regular name. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like the name Eliza. Sorry, Mom. My name was supposed to be Indiana, which I think is fucking dope. Everybody makes that face. I think it's great. But at least it's something you can spell and something you can pronounce. What do you mean by supposed to be? It was going to be Indiana, and then everybody made that sound, and my mom was like, okay, we won't do Indiana. (laughs) Okay. But my whole life I wanted a regular name, but I can say having the name Eliza with an I and Schlesinger spelled a, a very particular way. Build, has built character, and I have a respect for the phonetics of other people's names. Like, I never make fun. People think it's really funny to, like, make a meal out of my last name. Really, Schlesinger? Schlesinger? What is it? How do you spell it? I'm like, oh, you could have looked that up before we started the interview. Um, so I, res- I, I've built, it's built into me this respect for other people's names, and I never make people feel bad about it. People don't like it when you make fun of their names. It doesn't feel good. What you're saying is not creative. Oh, there's a hole in the bucket, dear Liza. Like, cool. Kill yourself. Do you know what your name would have been if you were a boy? Iliad Stromworth. I don't know. I wasn't going to be a boy ever. I was always a girl. Ben, my brother Ben, he's a boy. Is he younger? Yeah. Okay. So. So you would have been Ben. I would have been Ben. My dad was like, we have to name Ben after my dad, after his dad. So I would have been Ben. (laughs) Benjamin. Benjamin. Okay, but you want to be Indiana. That'll be your, when you do your remake of Striptease, my, you'll be Indiana. My point is, I'm not going back to that argument, name your kids something <laughs> complex enough that it builds character. If you name your kid Lisa, they're going to have an easy life, and it's not fair. No. Michelle Obama. No. Um, <laughs> there are I'm too just many weird names, though, though. Oh, Also, people will fault the kid. Like, you're like, oh, Madison with a silent K, and they'll hate her, but it's yeah. like... Really, it's the parents' fault. People always blame the, like, oh, you know, like, Kylie with a Y. It's like, yeah, it's the mom, not the kid. Well. Unless you move to L.A. and, like, rebrand yourself. Also, don't give your kids an embarrassing name. Like, don't name them, Toilet. Toilet penis. Right. Don't name your kid Toilet penis. Don't do that. Don't name them after, like, a movie. You know what name I think is really pretty? Ugh. The name Diaria, but it would be spelled diarrhea. (laughs) No. Diaria, Diaria, come to me. I also, the people that name their kids after Twilight or like Daenerys or whatever, if it's so obviously tied into a show. Right, there's only one Daenerys. Right. Right. You love Game of Thrones so much where there's so much incest that you want your kid to be associated with it forever. Yeah, but you know what? By the time that kid's grown up, Game of Thrones won't be on the air anymore. People are like, oh, Game of Thrones, just like Blanche. They're like, oh, is that Golden Girls? You know, it's kind of like cute versus... Mr. Robot. This is my son, Mr. Robot. But also, what if the show isn't done yet, and what if things go really awry? Like, what if Daenerys becomes a rapist? <gasps> or she gets her own spinoff. Daenerys in the city. <laughs> I'm dating with my dragons. It's really hard because he's not a dragon person. <laughs> 
He's like, everything's on fire. That's definitely not what she sounds that's, like. That's cool. I was touted for my mimicking abilities at the beginning with my Kelly Kapoor. Yeah, but things are going on. But that show also hasn't been on the air in seven years, and you just watched The Office the other day. We haven't seen a new Game of Thrones in, like... Too long. Too long. Bring it back quicker. Faster. Harder. Stronger. More oh, boy. Okay. okay. Let's move along. Yeah. <laughs> Lufituweb underscore this underscore is says, when is it acceptable to wear white pants okay. if I missed my opportunity this year? Yes, you have. Also, no, you haven't. Depends on where you live. If you live oh. in Miami, it's perennial. If you live in L.A., it's perennial because everybody here is dressed like they're homeless on the way to buy $8 juices all the time. It doesn't matter. You can wear whatever you want here. Um, there is something to be said for understanding seasons, like you don't wear white after Labor Day, but that's because ideally in a world that isn't being warmed chemically— <laughs> Uh, white is a summer color, and when fall is here, you know, you can switch over to winter white, which is cream. Is it acceptable to wear white pants? Yes. I think you're talking about white jeans, which is a nemesis of mine, because if you have any thigh meat at all, it's exacerbated by the white. There's no hiding it, like with black. You might have missed your opportunity this year if you live somewhere cold, but if you go somewhere warmer, like in L.A. or or Florida, it's okay. There's also the school of thought where nobody cares. Our country's being run by Russia. The world is ending. Wear whatever you want. But yeah. Also like a nautical theme. Like if you're going on a boat, it's okay. But if if you're a regular person in a cold place, white's probably not the color. That being said, like what is color? When you started answering this question, it was the most amped you've ever been. Because I, in my head, it was about white jeans. And uh-huh. I was like, no, you'll always look bad unless you have like uh, giraffe legs. Yeah, unless you're Oprah or Barbara Streisand. Or if you're tan. Like, if you're a Latino person and you wear a Latino person, just a tan person, and you wear white jeans, it looks, like, cool. Cool. If you're pale and you're wearing white, you're just banking on that white making you look less white. Um, They're tough. It's What shoe do you wear? It's, like, only a wedge. You don't want to wear black heels with white jeans. I wear gar- I wear pajamas everywhere, and even I know that. So it's a tough <laughs> pant. It's a tough pant. Now, a white formal pant is different. But it just depends on what you're wearing on top. I'm hoping a boy is who asked me that question. <laughs> He's going to put on some white umbros. Just know that it's going to make you look about five pounds heavier than you are. Okay. So that's it. <laughs> great. Great. Danny Shu wants to know, weirdest food combination. Weirdest? Weirdest. I guess that you enjoy. I mean, here's the thing. And I'll take this new podcast as a chance to indoctrinate people about this. Uh, I don't know if it's weird as much as one of my favorites, and I think – and I've told people about this, and I will get people at my shows who bring me this, and they say, oh, my God, I'd never tried this. You're right. So I'm just going to espouse this so that you guys know. Sour Patch Kids and popcorn. Sour Patch Kids specifically with buttery, salty popcorn. The combination of sweet, sour, and salty is heaven in your mouth, but it is. Go to the movies. Like, I'm thinking about it right now. <laughs> My mouth is watering. Go to the movies. If you get, like, a little couple kernels of popcorn and, like, two Sour Patch Kids and you eat it, I promise you it's one of the best things ever. The problem is you will run out of Sour Patch Kids before you run out of shitty popcorn. But that is the best combination to me. Other than that, I'm not a particularly adventurous eater. I only put mustard on sandwiches. I don't understand how condiments work. <laughs> now, and who told you about this combo? I don't Your remember. Movie buddy. Mark? Yeah. Mark Ellis? Yeah. 
Who else? I don't think so. That's I, what you said on your first podcast. He told me, and maybe he did when he was on. I think maybe I showed him. Because I remember oh, someone did you teach him who's the vampire, who turned who. Because you guys talked about it. I think it's that. And you just told him about it. All right. I well, he can call in and complain. Yeah, he can call he into the complaint. One eight hundred. Suck my butt. But the other thing I didn't know that you pointed out, you have to have a fresh kid. If you take away anything from me ever, forget all my thoughts on feminism and being a human and women and all this stuff. Fresh Sour Patch Kids. The America has been duped into eating stale Sour Patch Kids. And there's a reason the package doesn't have a clear window because they don't want you to see that they've turned shitty. If you open your Sour Patch Kids and the candy uh, doesn't have the crystallization and it looks like the candy's almost absorbed the sugar, those are stale Sour Patch Kids. The fresh ones, you can see the white crystallization. It's almost like a powder that comes off. You can tell the difference. They have to be fresh. Otherwise, they won't be sour. If the candy's absorbed the sour powder and the sugar, it's just like eating a Swedish fish, which is fine, but it's a disappointment. You hear me? Sweden. So you got to make sure you got fresh kids. Keep it fresh. Buttery popcorn. Keep it fresh. Keep it buttery. Keep it salty. Keep it classy. Keep it real. Keep on listening. Keep on trucking. All you truckers out there, stop and get some buttered popcorn. Ideally fresh popcorn too, not just out of a bag. But the salt, I think, is what's important Mm -hmm. more than the butter, talking ratio-wise. Maybe a two-to-one salt-to-butter ratio. Is the warmth important? No. Okay. No. That doesn't make it any better or worse. It might be tastier, but it's fine. Okay. It is hard to get tasty butter if it's not warm, though, because that means that it's well, like Well, because there's the, like, there's the popped in your microwave, and then there's yes. coming out of that machine. I don't know. Anyways, people are driving their cars into walls now, but just, <laughs> that's my answer. Sour Patch Kids and popcorn go to town. I'm not one of these weirdos that's like, peanut butter and jelly on my hamburger with a tomato. Like, no, just keep it simple. Don't be a weirdo. Did you see Cynthia Nixon's bagel order? Oh, well, that's because she's not Jewish. Any Jew who heard that, she got a cinnamon raisin bagel, mm-hmm. which is already a, an affront. Yeah, which nobody wants it. That's the one taste that's buds. left, and everyone's like, oh. Right. With, was it cream cheese and lox? Mm-hmm. Right. And, like, onions and, like, basically all the makings of a great lox bagel. Also, all the trappings of a non-Jew. <laughs> I mean, not that we thought Cynthia Nixon with her red hair was. You don't like, you don't like onions and. Locks and no, I'm talking about cheese? that combination. Having, putting the cinnamon raisin bagel, like that is Goyam 100%. Female comic, shame, Goyam. Any Jew listening knows that like that's like not Jew 101. You don't mix, a, first a cinnamon raisin bagel is whatever, but it's like the Christians got a hold of it. Like what if we put sweetness in it and made it like the church? Sweet and fun, a little bit of raisins. Uh, you want an everything bagel. Toasted with cream cheese and lox. If you go cinnamon raisin, then it's just cream cheese. Don't put fish on it. That's so... Uh, I don't you, even know if an everything bagel is the right call. I would have voted for her, but then when I saw that, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that if I trust that leadership. A lot of, a lot of articles out there like, did this bagel order affect her chances? And she did. You know what? It did because she did it in New York. All the Jews in New York She's were like, you know what? She's been riding that subway up and down. People shouldn't let that bagel As a New them. Yorker, she should be ashamed. Because when you're a New Yorker, you are like an honorary Jew. I hope you don't lose your Senate seat because you're Sour Patch Kids. That's not an affront. These are not two things that shouldn't be combined. It's not like butter. Hers are salt, sweet and salty. That's not sweet and salty. That's fishy and sugary. So if you can show me when else that combined, no. And it isn't as if that was already, people already knew that that was garbage. That's insane. (laughs) 
<laughs> that being said, I think they just made a mistake with her order and people like went to town on it. <laughs> That's what I think happened. Ooh. Versus her being a total culinary and psychopath. And she just ate it to be really polite. She's like, well, I'm not going to complain. I'll Can't just complain. eat it on this bagel. Yeah. To and just now like, she's getting pinned. You know what? As a Worst cinnamon raisin bagel lover. Be fine. I don't mind a cinnamon raisin bagel with butter. Tasty. <sighs> Nobody. Stop it's putting fresh fish on it. It's not your first choice ever. It's no. last. You got a box. You go. You got your egg. You're going to eat that. You I think cinnamon plain. raisin bagel. I think church quilting bee. And there's blueberry bagels, and there's strawberry cream cheese, Ooh. and there's mayonnaise, Ooh. and there's whipped cream salads. Yeah. All the things, all the trappings of uh, a white middle America. I was just in Minnesota, and they have a thing called cookie salad. And I was like, what is that? Did she you was like, eat it's one? just a bunch of cookies in a bowl. I no, I didn't eat one. I got to know about it. Look up cookie salad. I'm going to look it up while you answer another question. You were like, what's cookie salad? And I was like, exactly what it sounds like. It's lettuce. With cookies wrapped in it. No. Uh, no. I know that's not what it is. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy and this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around and I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Zaria.fox says, what's the show you keep watching on your story where people go meet their loved ones or something? Um, it's called 90 Day Fiance. Now I will cut you off here saying you've started a movement. Everybody's talking about this show on all okay. the podcasts. Now when this comes out, this is no n- one will by be the talking way, about it anymore. Nobody ever gives me credit. No. I fucking started that pumpkin everything thing in my special. And now everyone's like, fall, pumpkin everything. I'm like, yeah, I did that joke first. I made the boarding zone joke first. Who's the baby? I had, I'm going to say this publicly. In my Latin confirmed kills, I had a whole bit about reaching into your purse and all the things that are at the bottom of your purse. And I specifically said uh, a Nature Valley granola bar because it gets under your fingernails. And this stupid fucking bot meme is going around with some guy that's like, oh, I don't know why a guy's talking about reaching into girls' purses. And he's like, and there's always a nut bar at the bottom. And people send it to me like, isn't this funny? I'm like, no, it's someone stole a joke. People steal my shit all the time and then act like, oh, this is my meme. I thought of it. No. It was me. I'm up to my ears. And like they're like, isn't this funny to send you a joke that looks just like your joke? No. It was my joke. People, the reason they cre- the reason they live on Instagram is because they're not creative enough to do it in real life. So oh, you're boy. a bot and a meme. It's, I'm spitting hot fire because it bothers me. Oh, boy. What was your question? 90 Day Fiance oh, okay. is the show. Yes. I started watching the show years ago, and I've been talking about it for years. I don't care if other people talk about it. Uh, if you like, I do 90 Day Fiance commentary, um, Mystery Science Theater 3000, speaking of stealing ideas, over <laughs> the show. I didn't get to do it last night because my husband hates the show. Like, we'll turn his back oh. to the television. So sometimes I'll pretend I've had, like, the worst day ever. I'm like, had- Can we watch it? <laughs> Please, I'm so sad. God. My point is, it's called 90 Day Fiance. And it is on TLC, uh, a network that's just obsessed with people giving birth. Right. Every show's like, we had six kids. It was an accident. We had 12 kids. Whoops-a-daisy. We're trying to have nine more kids. Like, everything's about child rearing, mm-hmm. except this show is about people who meet online and are from – one's from America, one's from another country. Typically, the only redeeming qualities of one of the characters is that they're good-looking and the other person lives in America or – the or one of them is good looking. I'm trying to think if anyone's ever good looking in America. Yeah, that one girl Chantel was, and her boyfriend was kind of cute too. Okay, but it's the idea that like they're from two different worlds, and usually you can tell that it's one sided. And I don't think it's the editing. So, and a lot of times it's like I'm from the Philippines. I want a better life, and it's like okay, whatever. But the guy's like, I love her. I'm, I'm so in love with her, and it's like based on what? A couple of shared emojis. So. It's really fun to kind of take the piss out of them. That's 90 Day Fiance. Where are you? Do- are you doing that on your Instagram? I do it on my Instagram. We tried to start one, and then I was like, it's a whole other Instagram <laughs> Try to account. start a separate Instagram. So you Instagram go to my stories. Bandit. In my stories, I have a story called Bad TV, and I've got, like, all the old ones on there. But that's what it is. 90 Day Fiance. It's mutants from our country and a foreign country get together 
and try to meet each other 90 days prior to getting engaged. And then they have, I think it's like they have 90 days to like well, file a visa. before the 90 days as well, correct? Are right. So I think it's once you get engaged, I guess you have 90 days to obtain a visa. Yeah. So I think before 90 days is where no. they go visit. And then 90 days, they're like here. I think it's once you get married, you have it. It's something like that. Yeah. But it's not about the visa. It's about this like psycho from rural Florida met someone who lives in the Amazon and that's the only person he could ever be with. Like it's it's all about who's what idiot will tolerate the other idiot. Mm-hmm. That's it. None of these people are winning. Okay. So that's it. And for people that my mom got mad at me, she was like, don't make fun of her. That's her wedding day. I'm like, I'm absolutely making fun of all of this. You're, you're putting yourself on TV. Did you see that girl in the news that got married to her dead boyfriend? What? There's a picture at his funeral. She's they're teens. He and she had a wedding ceremony. No, he and she did not. She had a wedding she ceremony. She had a wedding ceremony. Are we that you to... can't do that? You can't marry a dead person. People are like, oh, it's just symbolic. Mm. It's like, well, I wouldn't. I don't want that involved in my paperwork as the dead person. There's no. You're dead. <laughs> There's no paperwork. Um, that seems like a very teen, and then they listen to, like, My Chemical Romance. That seems like a very sure. teen thing to do. Like, oh, my God, in vida y muerte. But I don't know. I mean, when I was, like, 14, I had a crush on this guy, and I was like, I would marry him and set my world on fire. Like, who, you know, when kids get married that young, it's just because you're super horny and you don't know any better. Female comic shames choices of 17-year-old to wed upsets all of TLC's programming for the next decade. <laughs> Give it a beat. The whole idea of, like, waiting till you're married. Why? So that you don't know how gross your husband's penis is? <laughs> Check out some other dicks. Make sure you're cool. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know what's out there. This is why kids shouldn't vote. You don't know. <laughs> no, I'm so smart. I'm in Model UN. Okay, wait a beat. Go do some drugs. Live free. Live in the suburbs. Have fun with your, with your rent-free room in your parents' house. Fuck on the weekends. Oh God. Next question. Or should we just go to top of the cob? I think it's I think it's that time. Let's just go to top of the cob. You guys, it's time for everybody's favorite segment of all shows ever. <laughs> Hit it, Scott! It's the top of the cob. You're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. Okay, so here's my problem. My top of the cob for this episode and the next one were 90 Day Fiance and Sour Patch Kids and Popcorn. Oh, crap. Well, how I'll, about you? T- do you have a favorite 90 Day Fiance couple that you want to talk about? I mean, by favorite, do you mean like wh- the people that I don't like? Explain to us the tale of one of the couples. Hmm. What do you what do you no. like about Okay, what do you like about this show? You just like that they What are... I like about 90 Day Fiance, which is what anybody likes about any bad reality TV are the cringeworthy moments. Mm-hmm. Just the guy being like, I love her. And she's like, I don't want to touch him because he's gross. <laughs> you know, uh, you can – people love in reality TV to blame the cameras and the editing. But you can't edit what's not there. Like you can edit looks and stuff. But they can't edit you saying things that you don't mean. So there's a, a palpable stickiness and discomfort there. Uh, Darcy and – not Terry. What the hell is his name? Darcy and whatever, the tall guy from Amsterdam. I like that couple because I couldn't tell whose side I was on. And then it became clear that he was just like a controlling whack job. She's also a whack job. Yeah. But he just, every time they talk, he wants her to get her life straight. It's like she's a working woman with two children. Like her life is straight. She's fine. And he tries to make her out to be an alcoholic. And I don't think she is. 
And the only attraction is that he's 24 <clears throat> and tall with blonde hair. And she's cute. She's like two foot three. And just watching their moments because they're always bickering. I love, I will pull up a chair to watch people argue. I'm the kind of person, if I'm driving down the street and I hear someone yell, like I'll roll stolen my car down so I can hear people fight. <laughs> I love, I love hearing gossip about people I don't know. I try to work on being gossipy, but like if you came in and you were like, do you want to hear what my friend did this week? And I'm like, yes. Because I, my life is so mellow when it comes to drama with friends that I just love hearing that. I mean, I'm, a, I'm a girl. <laughs> a couple times there's been like a street fight outside your home and mm-hmm. I've, I've tried to get you out in time. I don't think I've ever gotten you out oh. in time. But I've definitely run back in and been like, Eliza. I love it. Somebody stopped their car to yell at someone else. I don't like drama in public. Like I don't like it when celebrities fight. I typically don't click on that. I don't like that we always make women look bad. But if like two people are arguing in public, mm-hmm. I am the first one. To just like pull it, pop some popcorn and be like, what are we talking about here? How can I weigh in? How can I just watch this? Oh, someone crying in a bathroom. That's what I like. That's my top of the cob. Drama that has nothing to do with me. I want to know about it. I was doing a show in Minneapolis and some girl came over. She was like, did you know that there was a fight in the balcony? I'm like, no, I was on stage. And obviously like security took care of it. But like, and I don't want them fighting. But like, had I been in the audience, I'd be like, let's see this. If you came upon someone crying in the bathroom, would you involve yourself? Yes. Depending on what they seemed like. Okay. Like, there's, like, they're quietly crying, and then there's, like, you need, like, a girl to help you out. Yeah. Although I'd probably be shamed for attempting to, like, invade someone's personal space. Like, female comic shamed me out of my own tears. I was crying (laughs) quietly naked in a bathroom, and she tried to give me her jacket. What a monster. No good deed, folks. All right, what's your top of the cob? My top of the cob is, you know, when you go to sleep and then you wake up on your own and it's not an alarm and you just wake up and you greet the day. What a life you lead. (laughs) What a roller coaster. I had a couple real good nights sleep this weekend after not sleeping for what felt like months. Why? What a time. Do I? Is this having anything to do with me? No. Oh. I just took. I don't care. I just got some new ibuprofen PM. You're so weird. And <laughs> conked like, out. Life you, I, I don't know where Emily goes home. I always invite her. I'm always like, do you want anything? Do you want to come to this event? She's like, no, I got to get home to my fortress of DVDs. <laughs> and you've got you've got your own thing going on. Yeah, they, I, go to, I go to things. I do. I slept. I woke up at 12.15 yesterday. Doesn't and it, it was. feel good? I got home at 3 a.m. from San Diego from oh, doing yeah. this festival. But it, it's that you feel when you wake up late on your own, it's mm-hmm. almost like. Even if you did no alcohol or drugs, like, you wake up like, what happened? Where am I? Oh, I've just been sleeping an inordinate amount of time. I come in, Smokey Husky's already in the kitchen. He's like, yeah, yeah I've been awake for seven hours <laughs> without you. When you wake up on your own, no, you don't have to be anywhere. That's the only yes. time that my cat will sit with me is when I first wake up because she thinks I'm still asleep and she's just oh. still there. So I wake up. I pretend to be asleep. Oh, that's sad. And continue to lure her to, near. and continue to to enjoy the moment. Blanche comes into my room. She stays in the room every morning. She won't leave until I get up, which is very sweet because the rest of the day she kind of could could care could not could not care less. Uh, but she sleeps with me the entire time. Even if she has to pee, she holds it because she's loyal and merciless. Bottom of the cob. My bottom of the cob would be people who flick their cigarette butts into the straight. I feel like this has been your bottom eight times. I'm going to keep let's talk about doing it. it until you monsters realize that you are littering, you are polluting our oceans, and you are a selfish piece of shit. And you could really set this city on fire. We are one cigarette butt away from An the eternal apocalypse. inferno. Yeah. 
L.A., most of California is always on fire. And I don't know why you think cigarettes aren't garbage. It's a filter. It's chemicals. It's paper. It's ash. And you're just throwing it into the street to look cool. And I see people doing it all the time. And as a citizen, I'm like, I just want to shame you once hoping you won't do it again. I saw a woman throw, like, littering in general. She was eating in her car, and she dropped the wrapper out of the window. <laughs> and I said something, and she, like, yelled at me. She called me a slick. She was like, fuck <gasps> you, skinny bitch. And I was like, that oh. doesn't hurt my feelings. <laughs> you car beast. A few times when I've seen people throw their garbage out of their car or cigarette butt, I've, like, written down their license <laughs> plate and then what they threw and then never done anything with that information. Just to have it. But I just have it Ugh. on my phone. So, look, if you're going to be— Look, you already smoke a cigarette, so it's already a selfish habit. People that, like, linger by doors and smoke cigarettes, I'm like, is it warmer near a sealed-off door? (laughs) You're already making me smell like your selfish choice. Please don't litter. Please just throw All we have to do as humans is put our garbage in the garbage, and we can't even manage that. We don't deserve this planet. You are single-handedly exacerbating an already threat-level midnight situation. Yeah, well, I'm going to be in a Wall-E situation. Yeah, so you're a bad person. Like, know that. That's something you actively can stop doing is throwing your female comic shames recreational smokers. It's my choice. You're a, It's a sloppy, stupid person thing. You're a stupid person if that's what you do. Smoke your cigarettes, get cancer, I don't care. Put them in the trash. Well, here, you could be vigilante style. Um, I read about a really rich guy. Somebody, he was apparently really nice, a CEO. Someone stole his parking spot. He was clearly waiting for it. Some car pulled in. And he's like, hey, that's my spot. And the kids were like, screw you. Yeah. So he, being incredibly rich, slammed his giant car into their small car, crushing yeah. it, and said, here's my car. Call it my insurance. He I'll stole that from fried he green tomatoes. Crushed, really? Yeah, because Kathy Bates. Could, did she do that? Yeah, these like young girls were like, whatever, you're old. And so she smashes her car into theirs and she's like, I'm older and I've got more insurance. Bill these titties. <laughs> so you, when you're a mogul, can just start slamming Mad Max style into people that throw things out of their car. No, assault isn't a, okay. Build a roll cage. No, I'll definitely, your... yeah, a roll cage. I'll definitely <laughs> go to jail. I will start. Handing out, I, I would say fake citations, but then that's just more paper. You know what I'll do? I'll just pull up and take a picture of you. That'll freak you out. People get so They mad. get upset. Yeah. So that's my bottom of the cup. Monsters that are flicking their cigarette butts like it's a, like it's a rebel without a cause at all times. Like, oh, that would be cool. Put it out on your fucking foot or your tongue oh. like a punk rocker and throw it in the garbage, you piece of trash. <laughs> What's your bottom of the cup? What a note to end on. My bottom is related to my top. When my alarm goes off. I hope so. When my alarm goes off and I'm not ready. It's a very upsetting. I used to have Aces High by Iron Maiden as my wake-up alarm. Ooh. Because you, I actually, can we play it on here? Is that legal? Uh, Did, can we? Do it and then we'll get sued later. Let me see. Well, some people will do it. It just depends. Here it is. Because it used to be the, like, the alarm that came with the iPhone. Oh. That like, bang, like the one that everybody has, which I have PTSD. I'm like, I gotta get to the airport. Yeah. And I was like, oh, if I wake up to something a little bit more fun. Wake up. Brush your teeth. Fucking do it. Time to fuck. Grab your dog. Go. But then that's you a lot longer than I remember. You can't listen to that song without feeling stressed. So, so that's what happened. Be careful what songs you do that for. Right, because everyone knows I'm a massive Iron Maiden fan. 
Well, and it's it ruined just the every time experience. you hear it, like my ringtone is has been for probably ten years. You drive me crazy by Britney Spears because I'm like it's fun. It's not my favorite Britney Spears song. Do you? I like it. Okay, that's fair. It's something that you can you're willing to part with. Speaking of parting, that's the end of our episode. You guys, here are some sponsors for the show. More importantly, you're my truckers. Thank you for listening to Ask Eliza Anything. Always feel free to submit your questions. Uh, the more specific, the better written, uh, the higher the chance you have of us answering. Don't ask me about your butthole because I'm not going to answer it. Oh. So if you want to get some shit figured out, you send it on in. Signing off. Bye-bye. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. The legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner. Mixed with blue agave nectar, real lime juice, and cane sugar for the perfect balance of sweet, salty, and sour every time. Discover legendary taste with Cayman Jack, America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago, Illinois.